0: Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger, Jason Tiller, and not our guests' segment as we were talking about what's going to be happening this construction season. Uh, Real quickly before we move on to another topic, uh, staying with Elkhorn Road, you said starting about May. Will that be just one side of traffic on each side? or or Do you know how they'll do that?
1: So right now I'm not sure what the uh, maintenance of traffic plan is typically what they'll do, um, in that situation, they'll probably close a lane in both directions. So, uh, you'll probably see reduced to one lane traffic again. Don't take me at my word on that. I don't know a hundred percent, but that's, that's a typical, uh, maintenance of traffic for that type of, uh, construction and like, yeah, starts starting in May. Um, and then probably running through the end of, uh, the end of uh, November or so, and then uh, you'll see changes in the in the traffic patterns as as the project progresses.
0: I mean, the road itself is so much better now. It's wider. I mean, everything about Elkhorn Road is great till you get to the intersection, and that's where they hand the ball off really to you guys, and yeah, you go from there. So anyway, and like I said, if Oaktown is an example. It works
1: it does it absolutely works and you know the ones at Elkhorn Road will be very similar to those at Oaktown I think the design is pretty much spot-on the same Uh, you know I wouldn't say I wouldn't quote me on that necessarily I'm not a design engineer but I can tell you that um, the concept if, if nothing else is the same but I do believe the design is very similar
0: okay all right what else
1: well, I mean, we are in the height of construction season and the nice thing about that is it's also the height of maintenance season. And so, uh every every year around May, we start talking about this uh this one thing that no one wants to talk about, but it is coming and that is uh you know, our chip and seal and our uh spot paving programs. And and actually, uh spot paving, you know, we haven't done a ton of that in the last few years. Um, and so I'm excited to say that that is coming back, uh, you know, in house this year, which is nice. We've done those some under contract in different locations, but we are getting a paver this year, and we're doing some spot paving. So I'm excited to see uh, see how that goes. Some of the areas where people have had some some difficulties, or where we've got roads that really need. Uh, you know, they need a, a one particular section needs some love while the rest of it is pretty good. Um, You know, that's what spot paving is for. We're going to be able to take care of some, some lingering issues on roads that are otherwise in really good condition and could probably wait for a complete re uh, resurface or, or a rebuild. Um, You know, we, we can extend the life of that pavement. And let me tell you something right now, the way inflation is it is really important that we get as much life as we can out of our pavement um uh, you know we've got projects that are coming in uh you know pretty pretty well over budget uh as far as the bids go like we we plan for this amount and then oh no we've we've got quite a bit and it's, that's not just a vincennes issue that's a statewide that's a nationwide okay. issue um and so it's something that we have to be real cognizant of and so anything we can do to extend the life of our existing pavement is going to save us dollars in the long run that we can put toward um you know unfortunately inflated costs of materials and and doing business uh, on new construction projects so it's it's a win-win I know a lot of people don't love chip and seal and that's fine Um, you know I I can understand the argument there uh, that It's you know it's it's less than but I'm gonna tell you something it's really not Uh, there are a lot of roads in this district that you drive on and you don't even know they're chip and sealed because our our process has been refined so much I mean this is not this is not the typical you know uh you know oh county road you know X and O out in the middle of nowhere you know where they just throw some oil and chips down and call it good no we've really got it down to a science and in a lot of cases um you know you can't tell uh one of of the ones i love to point to um, is state road 168 um headed toward um headed toward illinois going so going west from fort branch um that entire road up to uh, up to fort branch or, excuse me, not Fort Branch, uh, Owensville, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole road from 41 to Owensville is chip and sealed. And a lot of people, you know, they don't know that. No. Um, and it's happened. It, it, I think we did that project, I'm wanting to say five, six years ago. It was shortly after I got to NDOT. It was one of the, actually the first chip and seal projects I got to learn about. And um, I don't, we don't have a lot of issues on the road. We, you know, it's held up really well. I mean, there are other areas, don't get me wrong, where we have had some issues, you know, inexperience or, you know, somebody, uh, made a change to the design or something like that. You know, there, there are different areas, but for the most part, I'd say 99% of our chip and seals, you know, they go down, they, they last, they are strong and you really don't know the difference unless you're just really paying attention or you're, you trained, you have a trained eye and know what's going on. So, uh, chip and seal spot paving. Those are two really extremely important tools, uh, for us to use right now especially
0: okay when we talk about chip and seal is that more preventive maintenance or is that necessary maintenance
1: it's a little bit of both to be quite honest with you um so the way we choose roads to chip and seal um they're not roads that are in desperate need of a resurface um and I mean the reason for that, I'll point to State Road 257 in Washington. Um, that was a road that was chosen, but it was probably too far gone to do a chip and seal on. And so we put it down. The chip and seal failed. And okay, now what? So we went and took the chip and seal up, and then we ended up having to repave that road. That's been you know uh, nine years ago, eight years ago, something like that. When I it was it was a problem when I first got to NDOT. Um So because of that, we don't choose roads that are necessarily, you know, oh, this needs to be repaved tomorrow. Um, We choose roads that are in fairly good condition. um, And what the chip and seal does, it basically acts as a sealant, Um, hence the name chip and seal. Um, You put down a little bit of aggregate on the road for for friction and traction purposes, and then you seal it up with the oil and the... uh, I I say oil it's not really oil it's some there's an engineering word for it and I don't remember <laughs> what it is it's not just like it's kind of like the tar strips that people see they're not tar they they are there 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 is a chemical uh um, I don't well chemical may not be there's a compound that is being put down that is specific for that purpose anyway that's that's a tangent um <laughs> but no what we do is the the chip and seal acts as essentially a a resurface um it seals up all the cracks it keeps moisture out from under it and it actually preserves the life of the pavement underneath it for you know, you know some of them we get 10 years out of i mean mm-hmm. that that i mean that's an extreme case usually the average is about 3 to 5 years is what we get out of a chip and seal but on the same token you know you're you're extending the life of that pavement and 3 to 5 years think about the money you can save and put towards a different project in three to five years. So, I mean, it's, we're, we're one of the only States that actually plans our program, you know, X amount of years in advance and projects the amount of money we're going to have for projects. Um, And so the way, the, the way we do programming and projects, having that strong chip and seal program is vital because it helps us prioritize places where um, we have difficulty um, in, in other areas. And I say difficulty, I mean, where we have roads that are, Hey, you know, we've got two different roads here. We've got X road and Y road. Well, X roads. Okay. I probably last three more years or, and Y road really needs to be resurfaced right now. Well, let's put a chip and seal on X road. We can get three to four more years out of that. Then we can start planning toward Y road and really get something, something good there. And so the money that we would have spent resurfacing X road, now we could put toward Y road and really get more value for, for the amount of money. Uh, I know I'm explaining it poorly, but I mean, basically what it boils down to is chip seal saves us, uh, between one and $14 a mile in future paving costs. Okay. okay. And when, when you talk, you know, 3000 lane miles, um, you know, gosh, 500 road or five hundred bridges, things like that. I mean, you're talking significant amount of dollars saved uh, just by, you know, a little bit of preventative maintenance, a little bit of regular maintenance. It, it's, a, it's a win-win for the taxpayer and for NDOT because then we get to put money toward, you know, important projects that really need to be done right now.
0: Okay. Well, appreciate you stepping in for Gary today. Thank you so much, and maybe we'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm available anytime. Uh,
0: and real quickly, your podcast.
1: Yes, yes, I got to get my shameless plugs in, Ed.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> you got thirty seconds to do it.
1: Thirty seconds. All right, get on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Look up on the DOT. We've also added a new YouTube version of it, so you can actually get on YouTube and see my smiling face uh, on on the DOT. This month, we actually have our public relations directors. So Gary is on there, and um, it, we're talking about Work Zone Safety Awareness Week.
0: All right, thank you. John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is next on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.3 and 97.7 FM WAOV and 1450 AM WAOV of Incense, broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOV studio. Well, let's do a, a lot of... Last of the past. <laughs> Jason Tiller with us. Uh, Gary's off today. So, Jason, with us from NDOT, kind of like old times here.
1: It really is. It's kind of nice. You know, I'm I, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a little rusty. Uh, it's been a minute since I've done, well, of course, I may still do the NDOT podcast, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's been a minute since I've been in front of the media, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of... I, I don't want to say nervous because I mean this is like old home to me anyway. Right, um, right. You know, I lived I lived here for two years of my life. Uh, and I say <laughs> that because I was literally here all the time. Right. But uh no, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Excited mm-hmm. to be uh be back on the radio and doing uh doing some some uh good news and public relations for for lovely NDOT.
0: Okay, well, there's a lot to talk about and as we come into a very, very, very busy season. And I know, really, um, no surprise that the bridge is open, which, I mean, um, ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's words we love to hear, isn't it? It
1: really is. And, you know, anytime we have anything going on in downtown Vincennes, we want to be um, cognizant of the fact that there is you know, downtown merchants down here, a lot of business takes place in downtown Vincennes. Um, You know, it was like that when we closed it to resurface it a few years ago. Um, You know, we were very aware, we had lots of conversations with local government, with local business owners. Hey, you know, our busy season is coming up. We would really like for that bridge to be open. And, you know, realistically, we can't just snap our fingers and say, "Okay, we'll do it like this. um you know there's a lot a lot of moving pieces involved in that, but on the same token, those are really important comments to us, like we understand, okay, we don't want to be a detriment to uh business, we don't want to be a detriment to the local community. we want to be good neighbors, and so um uh, you know it's always nice to be able to um, plan for these things and get involved with the locals uh with the local stakeholders and really. Uh, create a plan that, you know, it may not give everybody everything they want, but it takes everything into account and, and create a plan that not only works but then works ahead of schedule uh because people understand the importance of of that project and we've got a lot of places around the district that are like that but you know vincennes is you know it's it's our home you know we are the vincennes district um and so we want to make sure that we're being good neighbors and yeah like you said we're just so happy that it came came together as well as it did we got really good weather um uh, really really easy uh, partnership with the national parks department and we were actually able to get some regular maintenance done on the bridge as well so um you know it was a win-win i think for for everyone involved
0: mm-hmm. well anyway good news and uh well done and now you know traffic moving along and i tell you what i think a lot of people first of all really gained a lot of respect for to said listen we know it needs to be done we know that um the fourth quarter is a big time. That bridge needs to be open over the holidays. We'll wait until after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, boy, that, that's that's just good good business sense, isn't it?
1: It really is, and I think that's a big part of it. Like, like I said, you know, getting with the local stakeholders and seeing really what their priorities are. Now, I mean, this, this project, do keep in mind that, yes, NDOT was heavily involved, but this was a national parks project. This was the federal government saying, hey, we've got this issue. We need to take care mm-hmm. of it. Um. Hey, NDOT. How can you be involved? And yeah, we definitely took the opportunity with it being closed to, uh, you know, I think we replaced the bridge joints and we inspected the the approaches and, and things of that nature. So we we were involved from that st- the, from that aspect, and we did help oversee some of the some of the activities for the main project. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak enough to not only the partnership between the federal government and the National Parks Department, uh, but also our maintenance guys, our in-house people who got in there and recognized the opportunity to say, hey, we've got this bridge closed. It's going to be an inconvenience anyway. And we've talked to all the local stakeholders. We know what their position is and what they need us to do. What can we do now while it's closed so that we don't have to go back in and close it later? uh, to do this regular maintenance activity. So, I mean, yeah, from all sides, it was just, it was a good opportunity and we performed extremely well. Um, every, all the players involved, I, I, again, this is, that's a feather in our cap, uh, I think to be able to say, look, you know, we took that opportunity and we made sure that we got everything done that we needed to get done, but we also helped others. And, we minimized the impact to local stakeholders and that that's huge that's massive
0: the other thing i think jason is uh again the timing and how efficient you were i mean i'll be honest there was a couple times i went by there just to watch i'm nosy (laughs) i'm a nosy nate but i mean i was really impressed how it was all done and how efficient it was we we were lucky we had a, uh, a relatively mild winter got it done now we move on, and now there are a couple other projects to talk about. Where do you want to start the next one <laughs> well there 's
1: a lot going on I, know, I mean pick,
0: pick another project
1: pick another project
0: yeah okay's got Knox county
1: so the biggest one I think right now, as far as projects go, um, is probably the uh, reduced conflict intersection that is going to be going in at Elkhorn Road and U.S. 41. Bingo!
0: Yeah, I knew where you were leading me. <laughs> yeah. See, that,
1: that's the perks I, I of working want, together.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not want to say that, but yes, Elkhorn Road.
1: No, you're absolutely fine. Um, and so, I mean, there's been a lot of work going on on Elkhorn Road in the last couple of years. Of course, the county had their project, um, and, you know, that's been completely repaved and, you know, reimagined. I know they replaced some culverts and things, so mm-hmm. that was huge in itself, Um, And so now, um, you know, based on the high number of crashes that have been at that intersection, and let's be honest, um, you know, a lot of those crashes, and my boss wouldn't love me saying this, but a lot of those crashes are, you know, it's people trying to get get where they're going faster than they should be they're not paying as much of attention as they need to be so a lot of those a lot of those crashes at that intersection are preventable but on the same token you know we can't look at it and say well just because those crashes are preventable um you know we're not going to do anything we're going to throw our hands up and say hey it's somebody else's fault no mm-hmm. we we've got to eventually take a look at it and say okay this is a pattern this is a this is an issue how do we engineer out some of the some of the danger there and I, and i say danger but really i mean truthfully it's it's not so much the danger as it is just the the inattention or you know the failure to yield things like that so one of the things that we've been doing a lot of recently um you know we've been looking into reduced conflict intersections and in alternative is that what style. we call
0: oaktown is that what oaktown yeah is? yeah
1: yeah it's a, it's formerly known as a j-turn but we right. don't really like to use that term anymore because one um it's not a true j-turn so so technically this is the engineer speak coming out um technically it's not a an actual j-turn um And so we, we've kind of rebranded them as reduced conflicted intersections, uh, because that's a more accurate, uh, description of what's going on because it literally reduces conflict points at the intersection. You know, a traditional four way intersection, especially on a four lane highway has about 50 or so, uh, conflict points where you could potentially have a right angle crash and right angle is more commonly known as a T-bone, um, So what a reduced-conflict intersection does is it actually cuts that number in half immediately because you restrict access to uh, uh, left-turning movements. And so now you only have the right-turning movement, and so it's, like I said, immediately cut in half. And then uh, on top of that, you change that into a, um, you know, kind of a... uh, elongated movement where you have a little more time to look a little more time to process things and you don't have as much information to process at the same same time so that's where the the that's where the benefit of these come in Um, and you know the nice thing is uh, wherever we have installed these we've seen crashes reduce significantly Uh, the first one we ever did in the district was down in spencer county and it was at us 231 and state road 62 it was pretty pretty bad pretty high for profile crash there, and we, we installed it there. There have been maybe one crash at that location in the last three or four years since we 've installed it. Um, you know I know the local local sheriff 's department they 're big believers in it now uh, you know a lot of people are very cautious about it, and rightfully so you know it 's something different it 's something we 've never seen. Um, you know, in Indiana. And I say we've never seen it, but it is uncommon uh, because it is a fairly new concept here. Um, but where we've installed them, it's it's very apparent that they are working the way they're supposed to work because the crash numbers support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the locals even see the benefit of it, um, you know, in their drive time, in the amount of, anxiety they feel in going to these these intersections going through these intersections and, and like i said local first responders sheriff's departments you know they have you know they've praised them yes you know a lot yes, of times yes. uh, yeah and a lot of times you know when they initially the plan is revealed that hey we're going to do this here um local responders are the first ones to speak out and say hey i don 't like this i don 't love this this is this is, looks dangerous to me, but then once they get installed and then you see how they work it's it 's almost like a complete one eighty they come in and they say, You know what i didn 't like this at first, but by by gum, this has absolutely reduced the crashes and it's it 's helped us tremendously so I think there's I think there's a learning curve to them um but it's something that is going to be beneficial and so right there you know kind of taking us back to our original point at uh, Elkhorn and 41 there, there's going to be a learning curve but you know what here's the thing um a lot of people probably won't look at it from this perspective that's in my backyard I drive there every single day that's my place of business and so I'm going to have to pass through that intersection uh you know on a daily basis and so personally I'm excited that it's going to be a little bit safer because I have witnessed a lot of near misses there. And, you know, near misses don't get reported the same way as crashes do. So if you think about it in those terms, there's probably a lot more near misses um, and crashes. The numbers probably justify it a whole lot more. So that's going to start sometime in May. um, And then that will be a probably six month. uh, You know, it'll probably go to the end of the construction season
0: uh, type project. Okay, let's take a break. We'll have more after this on
2: WAOV.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV 97.3, 97.7 FM, and 1450 AM. Again, WAOV of Vincennes from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOV Studio. Lori Currie from Vincennes University, our guest this segment. You know, and... Uh, You're kind of like a a person that has many hats. Yes, I do. You know, so I'm going to ask you exactly, what is your official title? Because it is so broad.
2: Uh, The official title is Director of University Events and Special Projects.
0: Okay. In other words, okay, I think we understand what that is. That could be, well, something's coming up here in a couple weeks, graduation.
2: Oh, it is an exciting and electrifying time at Vincent University because in, well, next week starts all of our commencements. And it is so exciting to see um, the students walk down that aisle and receive their diploma. And it's a day for us to celebrate their accomplishments.
0: Right. And I think also we really appreciate it even more after what happened a few years ago, and I think that now we want family here. We want people to celebrate.
2: We really do, and it's, you know, and there are some graduates who prefer not to Uh, be a part of the ceremony itself and that's okay but there's a lot that really that is that is just such an exciting moment for them and they want to share that with their families and now we're able to and it was really sad that that we couldn't but it was just a different time and just such great unknowns but we're past that now
0: right right okay when is uh graduation
2: well we have several So let's start with uh, next Thursday on the 27th. Uh, In the evening, we will be celebrating the partnership between Vincent University and Cummins, and we have a graduation ceremony with um, uh, the TAP. 20 graduates. So we're very excited about that. The Vincennes University uh, campus at Vincennes has their large commencement Saturday of uh, April 29th at 2 o'clock. We are looking forward to that as well. And then the next week, we will be celebrating the uh, American Sign Language, or ASL, uh, commencement ceremony that will be at Indianapolis, and that is on May 5th at 4 p.m., and then we'll turn around on May 5th and have a uh, ceremony at 7 o'clock at the um, ATC and that is celebrating, oh my goodness, the flight and the flight uh, maintenance and um, airline pi- potential airline pilots. Uh, so we'll have that. And then uh, the last one around here will be celebrating at the Jasper campus. And that will be on May 6th. So wow. we've got a lot going yeah. on.
0: Wow, you're going here and there and... Uh, you know, and that's great because uh, for somebody like me, I mean, the the, the graduation is, is the students on campus who have gone through their curriculum and stuff. But I forget about those special projects. Yes, yeah, I mean that uh, you know, and and the nursing and, and and things like that.
2: That's very true. I'm glad you brought up the nursing because we will also have nursing the nursing pinning on Sunday. Um, April 30th and that will be at the PE complex. So I did, I was remiss to announce that as well, but we also have that going on. So, I mean, it is, it is electrifying. I cannot say that enough.
0: You sound excited.
2: I am, I am. Okay.
0: And this is also a new chapter for these students. Now, some of them may come back, you know, some of them may go on to another institution or some may go right into the workforce. That's what makes
2: it so nice. Absolutely. Now, we will be celebrating the students that are graduating with a baccalaureate degree. We will be celebrating those students that have associate's degree. That um, And then we will c- celebrate the students uh, that are getting their certificates. But also, we will be celebrating those early college associate graduate so um, that's a it's a large part of the commencement as well
0: see now I would have totally forgot that totally because I'm thinking everybody who's on campus or who commutes I forget about those who are still in school
2: absolutely absolutely so it's a it's a great opportunity for those students to be able to get an associate's degree while in high school so
0: in other words folks they could go to their high school graduation and their college graduation.
2: You bet they can. Absolutely.
0: Unbe- Unbelievable. Now, but do they or do most high school kids kind of just say, you know, I got the credit. That's good enough. Or, or do they go through the process?
2: They'll go through the process. All right. They will go through the process and they have their family there. Is it a
0: general, general ed degree then? Is that what they're getting?
2: uh I mean, y- yes more, okay more like that yes yeah okay all right credits that if if they're going into a four-year school or if they want to get their bachelor's degree at vincent university they already have two years of it
0: okay all right and
2: it helps
0: it does oh yeah. my gosh money wise wow and you're you're starting off on you know uh now i don't know and this is the question i've always asked people this or throughout the years I go through my classes at VU. You know, I graduate high school and I got these VU courses. I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Do the I'm just I've always wondered this, and I ask people. I get a different answer every year because I think this is tricky. You get credit for taking those courses, but do the letter grades transfer over, or just the credits?
2: Now, I am not I an expert on this. <laughs> I know. Ed. I know. Um, that, that just... But my understanding is. Uh, most of them do
0: oh really most okay. of them
2: do now i don't want to say anything that's incorrect because yeah and i didn't mean to you put know. you on the
0: spot but i'm just saying that uh either way either way and there's a letter grade or credit you're getting it
2: yes and vincent university uh collaborates with purdue with iu indiana schools um we work very collaboratively with other universities uh-huh. and we are well known to produce um, strong, uh, very uh, capable students to go to to uh, higher education at other universities in Indiana. Okay, well, I didn't mean to
0: put you on the spot, but I mean it's okay. I mean, but the point is, though, those credits mean everything.
2: They do. I mean,
0: I mean, there's kids who start college as juniors.
2: I know, they do. Or
0: if they're starting a softwares, they're so far ahead of a lot of people. They really are. And you know what else they do? They save money.
2: Yes, they do. (laughs) We are a very affordable but high-quality university. Okay. All right.
0: So, again, that's all graduation.
2: That's all graduation.
0: But then we have this thing in the center called camps.
2: Yes. And this
0: is also on Laura's
2: plate. (laughs) This is indeed. Um, So for two, three summers, we were unable to have camps because of that terrible word, COVID. Uh Uh, Well, they're back. They were back last year, and uh, we got out to a slow start. You know, Um, not a lot of people were coming back in person, uh, but we still had a good camp season last year. Well, let me tell you, this, this summer, the camps will be we will be filled with camps on the university campus starting um uh, let's see we're starting may 31st and not only do we start with athletic camps so we've got the great uh, basketball camps uh, boys basketball camps uh, girls basketball camps but we also have a survey camp that will be starting and the uh, students will get one credit for that Uh, we also have volleyball camps we have uh, baseball camps we have um, what's called stem Uh, that is a pre uh, pre pre-college or Mm -hmm. uh, early college program Excuse me early college program that uh, is funded by the IYPC grant which is part of Lilly that was part of their grant um, and then we have uh, the Techmester Xmester which is also part of the Lilly grant as well then we have the JAG which is um, going to be later in the summer. That will be actually our very last camp of the year, and that will be the last week in July. Make sure I don't miss anything. <laughs> um, and uh, we have, uh, we're have we hoping to have a Girl Scout camp uh, this year, which we've not had that here, mm-hmm. um, and so we're very excited. To get the word out for potential Girl Scouts and build that brand for them in uh, Knox County and surrounding areas., uh, we have we're working on another camp, um, the Harrison Leadership Camp. so, Again, just one more thing happening at the university. We also have a new camp that will be coming. It's the Edgewood Band Camp. The what? Edgewood School System Band Camp will be coming to the university um, the third week in July. So they'll have about 110 Uh, participants. So our largest camp will be the Tech Techmester, and that's looking to be about 430, 450 students. Wow. Yeah, so I mean it's really exciting right now.
0: So Edgewood just kind of like rent your place, have their own camp?
2: Yes. Um, How this happened was really a great story. Okay. Uh, One of the Band members, former band members, uh, came to Vincennes University. He is now a student at Vincennes University. He has had such a great experience. This has come from his mother and uh, other uh, band uh, faculty uh, that they wanted to be a part of Vincent University. And so that's really exciting that we have that synergy there.
0: Oh, good, good. That's interesting. It is. It also opens up other possibilities.
2: It does. It does. And that's all thanks to our great admissions department because they gave uh, him such a wonderful tour of the campus. He was so excited to be here, and he wanted his high school to be there and experience Vincennes University as well.
0: Well, and here comes the bottom line on these camps. They're potential students.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We are exposing... um, high school junior high students to campus life. To they, Many of them will stay in the dorms. Uh, some of them in the Lilly Grants will get a, um, a one I, I know one college credit for all their work, Um, and they'll be able to uh, be a part of the Tecumseh Dining Center. So, you know, they can have their dining experience there. The pool. The pool. Um, So, I mean, it's just, it's really that opportunity for them to uh, have a taste of college life and the potential... Um, all the potential things that Vincennes University can offer them.
0: Yeah, years ago, I remember being over at the uh, fitness center there at VU and talking with uh, one of the coaches who had a team there for basketball team camp. Uh-huh. And they were excited because they were playing basketball in a day, in the morning, then taking a couple of hours at midday, have lunch, go to the pool, then back to basketball at night.
2: Absolutely. Full day. And and I will tell you between the athletic camps and the uh, pre college camps the and and the other camps th- these campers are busy from morning to night and and uh, you know I'm glad young people have a lot of energy because they're going to need it right. I mean it's going to be fun filled but they're going to have a lot of work and really see the potential of of really what they can do and uh, what they want to explore, and possibly learn uh, what they want to pick and do in their life, whether, well, go ahead.
0: The other thing is, you're getting away from home.
2: Yes, you are.
0: Okay, uh, You are, you're there, and let's just say you are going to basketball camp, Okay, team camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, So your team goes, but you're away from your own gym, you're away from your town, away from mom and dad, away from your friends, except for your teammates, There's a bonding time with your teammates, but also a chance to see what you're made of. You know, being away, being your own person. And I think people grow Mm -hmm. from camps. I think they learn a lot. And again, nothing makes you feel better than, I like this place, i like to come back here.
2: Absolutely, and you know, also part of that is developing leaders you know, you could develop your leadership skills and really um, uh, explore your life's options. And I will tell you, yes, they are away from mom and dad, and yes, they are away from their schools, but uh, we have chaperones in every single camp. So we make sure that um, everyone is... Um, sure looked sure. after, well cared for. Uh, that's very important to us care custody and control of our campers is a high priority for us
0: well you know i know in basketball is probably a basketball team mm-hmm. uh, you know there they help out uh you know you talk about people who come in for these other camps you know i mean there's somebody there you i i, I like to wear chaperone but i really think i don't know if that's a great word for it because i think it's chaperone's kind of like well we we'll make sure you don't get out of hand but somebody that you develop a relationship with too so Mm -hmm. I just like the whole idea of that camps I'm a big camp person I think camps are wonderful I think you learn a lot
2: well a long long time ago I actually found this picture and will probably never show it to anyone Uh, I went to a cheerleading camp here at Vincennes University (laughs) Uh, so yeah that was a really long time ago Uh, (laughs) she found the Polaroid (laughs) yeah oh boy I'm sorry you
0: set yourself up for that one (laughs) I know know I did Ed but
2: you're just as bad as me because I think we're the same age that's right Um, right. but uh, but no it's uh, it's a really exciting time to be on campus and to see uh, the campers around this summer will be so fantastic we have camp starting the end of May all the way till the end of July so it's going to be very exciting Very exciting. Um, Our camp directors, um, they're so dedicated. Athletic uh, camp directors, um, the pre-college, all of these camp directors are so dedicated to um, making sure that our campers learn, uh, that our campers have a good experience, and that they uh, they can grow.
0: Also, is it kind of nice to kind of follow... How many times a kid has been to this camp here at VU? Mm-hmm. Like, this is their third year. They must like it here. We need to really stay on this kid. You know what I yes. mean? And I hate to do it from a business standpoint, but really, I mean, you have to. I mean, going to college is competitive. You know, and you're you're getting a chance right here. Like, this is what we got. Enjoy it.
2: Mm-hmm. True. And it it's also our opportunity is the university's opportunity to really showcase all the great things that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, I also forgot to tell you we have a State Troopers Youth Camp as well. Um, Shame on me for forgetting that one. Um, But, you know, we also have uh, our president, uh, President Johnson, will speak to uh, many of the camps, to the students, to welcome them, see what that's all about. Uh, so you know that's very exciting, but we also have admissions that comes in and um, kind of gives the students just a rundown
0: mm-hmm.
2: of sure. what Vincent University has to offer <laughs> and maybe what they need to work towards to uh, to to come to Vincent University.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. now, is it too late to get enrolled in
2: camps? Oh heavens, no. Oh heavens no! We still have answer. camps are open. Uh, we get go to uh, v i n u dot edu camps page, and uh, there are a couple of them that are closed now, but uh, but we still have some that are open.
0: All right, and again, graduations galore.
2: Absolutely.
0: The one here on campus, though, is a week from Saturday. Is that right? Yes. Is there one or two graduations on Saturday?
2: Just one this year. Now, last year, um, when we were planning the commencement, we really weren't sure about COVID. And uh, President Johnson and the executive team, of course, wanted to make sure everyone was safe and err on the side of caution. So, last year, we did, two, But, hey, we are back to one. Um, and uh, very excited to have it. I love to see the smiles on the graduates' faces. I also make them smile uh, because I say, hey, this is your day. This is one of the most exciting things that will happen in your life, at least to that point. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. And um, your parents and family are here. Smile at them. Okay.
0: So where can you get more information?
2: More information about the commencements, uh, go to uh, VINU edu commencement and we have a lot of that information on uh the website
0: all right always a pleasure seeing you laura and stay busy you're uh, <laughs> kind of loafing on me
2: yeah i know i i, I know I'm, I'm i'm just really slow but hey ed it's always a pleasure coming here and it's always a pleasure talking about Vincent's university and everything they have to offer
0: all righty say two more of the morning chat coming up on waov